I just did something extremely uncomfortable this weekend, and it wasn't work. It was actually related to my kid's swim team. It was one of those moments where I wanted confidence before I did the thing. I wanted the confidence before I did the thing, but I didn't have confidence, and there was like no way to show up and do the thing and be confident already. And we all end up in situations like these for work, for business, for careers, for lots of things in life too. And that feeling, that feeling can hold us back from taking actions that we know that we should probably just take. And sometimes we do, and sometimes we don't. Uh, But the thing is, like, that feeling doesn't have to hold us back. And so that's what I'm going to talk about in today's episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like this so you can get more content like this delivered to you. These are the proven direct response marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, before we dig in, I want you to know that there is a link in the description to my recent zero to 100K training. It's the secrets to building a six-figure business from scratch. And so much about that is related to today's episode because it's in the head game. Like it's, it's in the head game that holds so many of us back from achieving the success that we want, becoming an entrepreneur, launching our business, becoming a freelancer, becoming, you know, whatever it is, whatever path we're trying to map out in life. So much of our, our struggles are between our ears. They're not in the learning the what to do. So uh, that training zero to 100K helps you reset your head game, helps you reset your beliefs. Plus it does give you practical tips that allow you to turn your six-figure wish into reality. The link is in the description. Check it out. Let's talk about this uncomfortable thing that I did this past weekend. Um, So a little bit of backstory here. Like I was not confident to do this. Um, This summer, my wife and I are the swim team parent reps for our neighborhood swim team. And it's this very active community, very active swim team. Like we have a, a pool in our neighborhood and it's the center of the summer community in our neighborhood. And there's a swim team and it's really competitive at the city level. Uh, in the recreational league and 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 so like it's it's this big to do in the summer to be part of the swim team and being the parent reps is a pretty big job there's a lot of coordinating communications making sure people know where to be when to be um, you know what's going on all that stuff and the swim team parent reps also have to coordinate the swim meets there's four swim meets um, at different pools around the city and then there's big city championships And uh, these successful meets, they do rely on volunteers. And there are lots of positions. And and at the beginning of the summer, most of these positions were really positions that I didn't know or understand. uh, Because until this year, I was basically the babysitter outside of the fence at the swim meet. So, you know, uh, the older kids would be swimming and I would be sitting with the younger kids. Gina was on actually the exact same neighborhood swim team uh, growing up. We moved back into the neighborhood she grew up in. Um, but you know, so she was more involved with the, with the team and with volunteer positions, et cetera. I I would, I would just be sitting outside of the fence with the younger kids and I would be the cheer section this year with all our kids on the swim team. It's very different meets for us. Uh, so 
you know, when we coordinate all the volunteers, oftentimes there's still like an open spot or two that are required to be filled. And so I'll pick up the open spots. But there are a couple skilled positions that I have completely avoided uh, in, in terms of this. One of those is a stroke and turn judge. And because I haven't been involved with competitive swimming, I, I still don't feel comfortable with that because I know that I don't have the competence required for understanding stroke and turn, like swim strokes and turns and all that to the point where I could be really comfortable making sure that I'm disqualifying the people who need to be disqualified and not disqualifying the people who shouldn't be. Uh, the other skilled position is the starter. And that's the person who is like making sure that every race is happening, right? Um, and, and this idea of being the starter, well, it made me super uncomfortable until, well, we'll get there. Uh, because the starter is, is really the center of attention. And you'd think... You think like, okay, so Roy, you record these YouTube videos and podcast episodes and you've spoken on stage and like all of that stuff. You've created a life where you are the center of attention in many situations. You'd think you'd be able to just step into this. But I was still nervous because even though, you know, I feel really comfortable talking to you, like I'm staring at an outline here as I am recording this episode, like I really control the experiences where I am the center of attention and um, even in improv like uh, where where you know I've, I've joined an improv group and we do performances it's still controlled because I know what the games are like it's a it's a it's a known quantity and I'm nervous like to do the starter position because every single race and like all the kids times and all of that are influenced by this and in the past I had let fear I'll say it, I'd let fear hold me back. Uh, it, I, I let it lead me to not taking action, to not volunteering. The past couple of weeks, they've needed starters for the meets. And uh, one of the meets, we actually had somebody who, they volunteered to do this if necessary, but actually somebody drove over and, <laughs> and, and was the starter uh, who wasn't originally going to be at the meet that morning, right? Um, but at some point, at some point, you can't just rely on those extra volunteers, the people who've done it before. At some point, there has to be a changing of the guard. And, and part of me did believe that, hey, I could do it. I could handle it. Like, I, I do these podcast episodes. I'm in situations like this all the time. I'm very comfortable speaking publicly, et cetera, like in certain contexts, so part of me believed that, that I could do this, um, even though every past week I was just hoping and waiting for someone else to fill the role until they did. And even this last weekend, I was like, well, this, the idea of doing this makes me really uncomfortable. So if there is anybody else who steps up and takes it, you know, it's great. Like they can step up and take it. But there wasn't anybody. There wasn't for this meet. Um, and... So I had to take on this role that made me super uncomfortable. And in the end, here's, here's how it all worked out. Um, I started off super nervous. I did. And yet I committed to do it anyway. I committed to stepping up and filling that role. Uh, I used the resources available. They do have like you know, a, a meat sheet that has all the details of all the races that are happening. And they have 
um, a, a, a like a script for the starter. It's not everything you need to say or anything like that, but it gives you a, a good sense of what needs to be done. I'd heard the starter speaking over and over again. Like I used these resources that were available. Plus, there were human resources available. There were uh, there were there were other people who were involved with the meet. There was one of the coaches at the host pool who's uh, you know who's there available for me, especially at the beginning. And I learned as I went. Like I I I grabbed onto every resource that I could, right? But then I said, I'm gonna figure this out. And I learned as I went. And in the beginning, I noticed, and maybe some of the swimmers noticed too, I was doing some really quick starts. It was like, swimmers take your marks, and I make a funny gesture with my hand here because we had this handheld whistle that was the whistle. So I'm not blowing in a whistle that, you know, 50 volunteers have blown into before me. Um, so I would, I would, um, I did a, a few quick starts at the beginning just out of that nervousness, right? And so some of the swimmers were maybe slightly underprepared to start. Uh, later, actually just yesterday, I learned from, uh, from my oldest son that I did miss a step. There's the, the extra stuff related to backstroke is not on the starter script. And, um, and my son said, yeah, you, you never said backstrokers place your feet. And so that's part of, you know, the things that you can learn as you go, right? Uh, but in general, in general, the meet went really well. Uh, everybody said that I did well. I even got compliments on my unique strength. People in the crowd say, I can never hear what the starter is saying, but I could, I could hear what you were saying because I was, I've been in that position too. And so I made sure that people could hear. Like I tried to speak as clearly as possible, right? Uh, and in the end, it was successful despite all my fears telling me that it was not going to be. So I want to share some lessons from my experience in how to be confident. One is this model that I rely on over and over and over again in situations where I want to gain confidence. It's the Dan Sullivan Four C's model, and it's presented as, as a circle, as a cycle that you go through. And um, the last C is confidence, but let's get there in a second. So the first thing you have to do is commit. You commit to taking a specific action. In this case, I committed to, all right, well, I guess I'm going to be the starter, right? I'm, I'm committing to that. Then, because you feel fear, because this is outside of your comfort zone, you have to act with courage. Courage is acting even though you feel fear, even though you might fail, even though things might not go your way, right? You act with courage. So you commit and then you act with courage. As you act with courage, you gain experience and experience leads you to competence. Competence, like knowing how to do it, right? Um, so when you act with courage, you gain competence. So over the course of the first few races, I started to gain a lot more competence in how to be the starter, right? Like I understood, I was able to like take a deep breath. I was able to slow myself down. I was able to give timer, give the swimmers time to like really set before I started the race. You know, it's it's like a half a second difference, but it makes a difference for the swimmers feeling ready. Um, so you gain competence, and then you gain confidence. You 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 get confidence from the experience and competence that only comes when you take courageous action because you're feeling fear and only comes with commitment. And then once you have that confidence, this is where it becomes a circle, you can loop back around and you can start to commit to more actions like that and bigger actions. And 
there's this this other model that I have, um, and I don't even know where it comes from, right? But um, when you think about your comfort zone, you can think about this circle, this circle of things that you're willing to do. And it's easy to do things that are inside the circle, right? If something is super far outside of the circle, it's gonna be very hard for you to do, right? So if you are, I don't know, if your comfort zone is employment, it may be super hard for you to imagine running your own big business, right? But something that is just outside your comfort zone, so your, your comfort zone circle is a, is a normal job working for somebody else. Something just outside your comfort zone circle might be taking on a single side client. This is how I got started freelancing. Took on a single side client while I was still working in my comfort zone in this full-time job, right? Taking on a single side client and being successful with them. And then take and, and then that expanded my circle just a little bit to include, okay, I could do side clients, right? And then I did another side client, another side client, and another side client, and I gained more and more confidence there until suddenly my comfort zone circle was big enough to say, you know what, maybe I could do a full-time thing working uh, working with clients instead of having a traditional job. And so it's about expanding your circle of your comfort zone a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. In this case, for the swim team starter, it was about, it was about just, uh, you know, being willing to expand my comfort zone of, okay, I can public speak, I can do improv comedy, I can do like all of this stuff, but this expansion of my comfort zone circle is into using all those skills to do this slightly different role of starting the races at a swim meet, right? Um, and so when you think about expanding your comfort zone circle, you don't need to move your circle entirely. You don't need to like blow it up gigantic. You just need to get it a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger, and eventually it gets really big. So will I do it again? <laughs> will I be the starter again? I'm, I'm actually kind of bummed it won't happen again until next summer because this was the fourth of four of this type of swim meets, and the only one left is the city meet, which is run very differently. Um, and, and yeah, so I will likely be the starter for quite a few meets next year, maybe all four of them, who knows? And honestly, like by the time it was over, I was thinking, oh, I could, I could add a little bit more style to this. I could be more of an announcer instead of just like, you know, just, just reading the script, right? I could, I could have a little bit of fun in this position and make the meets more fun and interesting for everybody without disrupting the fact that it's just, hey, it's a swim meet, right? Um, but that you can bring style to announcing the numbers and who it is and all of that. And I did a little bit of that. I would love to do more of that. So um, if you are looking to expand your comfort zone circle and grow a business from zero to 100K, maybe starting on the side, maybe, you know, I don't know what it is for you, right? Um, but remember that there is a link in the description to my zero to 100K training, which includes secrets to building a six-figure business, starting first with all that inner game stuff, just like this entire episode has been inner game stuff. It's been head game stuff, right? That is developing the confidence and courage uh, that is required for you to launch whatever new thing you want to create in the world, right? Help you reset your belief into someone who can do this. And it also does give you practical tips uh, that can help you turn your six-figure wish into a reality. So check that out. It's part of the BTMS Insiders Training Library. It's Breakthrough Marketing Secrets Insiders. 
uh, where you pay one low monthly fee, you get instant streaming access to the entire catalog, like Netflix for copywriting and marketing training. So the links are in the description. Check it out. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Every day in every episode, I'm here trying to help you increase your marketing genius. And uh, hey, if you can act with courage, if you can escape your comfort zone, if you can gain confidence, everything you do is going to look more genius. So I'll catch you again in the next episode. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.